And it's not like he's like this like hot shit celebrity out in the streets. Like, no. oh, guess who Timothy Oliphant's dating now? Like, we're never talking about Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> yeah. But if somebody says Timothy Oliphant, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, of course. Brunch. Hit it, boys. We're recording and uh, and tis the season. Didn't think I'd see the day, but tis we're back. We're back to the part of the year where we don't have time to do any shit. That's true. I am extremely back to the part of the year where I don't have any time at all. It's even worse than usual. Why? Well, I'm usually super busy during playoff hockey, but playoff hockey isn't usually twelve noon to one thirty a.m. Oh, that's a good every point. single day. <laughs> that's a good point. I basically, uh, I don't know, my, my mic might be going crazy, so I think I just fixed it. But um, that's ex- all both of us have been doing is just, and I've, I've been doing it with the NBA too. You're, uh, you're working more NHL-wise. I'm, I'm just kind of writing about what the Bruins are doing and then doing my normal uh, TV stuff at night. Mm-hmm. You have more of like a you have to be keeping an eye on every second of all this. It's mostly pleasure for me. I'm just watching every second of hockey for pleasure and watching every second of the NBA. And there is a fucking dent in my couch. I got fucking two TVs in the living room. Oh, yeah. Have thought about, have made a rig so I can pull the TV outside, sit on the porch, and watch some, some night hockey when the mood strikes. Or I've just been considering, uh, I, do I get another TV just for pulling outside and making an apparatus purposes? This is, we are both just total fucking nightmares right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And my favorite I mean, part- t- TVs are cheap enough, man. You should just, you should just splurge and, and get the TV and don't pretend like you're financially responsible anyway. There, I did look. You can get a 40-inch TV these days for $140. That's $140. $140. ridiculous. And not one of those, like, online-only deals. Like, they've got it at the Best Buy near me. Like, they'll deliver it to you. They're like, please take these TVs. And if I'm like, hey, I only have 60, they'll be like... Give me twenty bucks in a year. I'll be like, yeah, but you're not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, the founder you. You're not getting that twenty bucks. And I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Fine. It is very, very uh, odd. Like the TV market. Oh because, yeah. Like for like one year, a TV will be like six thousand dollars, and then the very next year, that same TV will be like, please take it. We don't want it anymore. Fifty bucks or best offer. We should get into monitoring uh, TV stonks. Hell yeah. Uh, how about this? I'm going to go on Best Buy right now. Let's play a little uh, Price is Right. I'm just going to throw some TVs out at you and you <laughs> guess right. how much it costs. And honestly, some of them some of them still are super expensive. Like I, th- I think the TVs should always be very expensive. I don't understand what See, happened, what they cracked, that they're like, oh, shoot. Now we can make the biggest TV <laughs> for like eight cents or something but it used to be they they used to be big fat cumbersome impossible to move things and they still cost a hundred thousand dollars so you know what it is um those the expensive tvs are still on the lot it's like a car you know how when they they say you drive the car off the lot it immediately loses all its value 
those TVs, as soon as they go off the lot, they lose all their value. Okay, I'm going to pull up uh, some, some TVs right now. This game's called On or Off the Lot. On or Off the Lot, okay. Ooh, this one's uh, you got to add to your cart to see how much it costs. Let's see. Um, and that says sold out. You know, just tell me how much this costs. You're fucking up the game. Oh, now it says requesting a price. Let's see if it'll just tell me. Come on. Don't be a square, Best Buy. I could, uh, I could just move on to any other TV because it says the prices of all those, but I really want to know how much this one costs. They're making it a mystery, so now you, you need to know. Right. Fuck. Okay, let's see. They're playing the on or off the lot game with you. Okay, Samsung 40-inch class LED 5 series, 1080p smart HDTV. This is a Samsung. This is name brand. 40 inches? 40 inch. Um, that's going to be like $210. You're pretty close. It's 249 All right. I came, still came in under. Price is right. You have to get under, right? Not yes, over? Yes, you cannot go over. All right, so I did pretty good there. Okay, now a uh, a TCL fifty five inch LED four series twenty one sixty p smart four K UHD TV with HDR. It's got the Roku. It's got the whole nine. It's fifty five inches. Fifty five inches. Uh, what was the name brand again? TCL. TCL. That's not a brand that I'm familiar with, so I'm guessing it's going to be on the lower side. I will guess um, $225. It's $299. And honestly, I just got a little real with you guys because that is that TV is my main squeeze. Is your TV? That is my primary television wow. in my home. That is the living room piece. And honestly, it's a very good TV. I, it's like the best. I think it's the best deal going. Two ninety nine, fifty five 55 inches. And the TC, the, the thing, you, you get over the, the TCL thing. At first, I was like, is this going to be weird? Am I going to feel like, who cares about um, that it's not like a Sony or a Samsung or whatever? But I'm like, I just don't want this to be a hunk of junk. But yeah. I've got it, and uh, Chris Bayo from Vampire Weekend, he, did, he posts a lot of uh, videos of him watching Sex in the City, and whenever he's <laughs> doing it, he's got a TCL too. So oh. I think that maybe, the, like, maybe just TCL is like an if-you-know-you-know know thing, because <laughs> Bayo's probably got millions of dollars. He can buy whatever TV he wants, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go with that TCL. So this isn't that good a game. I think we, We'd already established off the beginning televisions are not as expensive as they used to be give me one more okay you want to do one more yeah one more grand finale all right let's uh let me let me really i've been pretty good at this so far okay um let's get like let's get like real big we've stuck around like the 40 right so that's that's what i'm actually going for okay okay we're staying Samsung, 85-inch class 8 series, 4K, UHD TV, smart LED with HDR. You can get free delivery as soon as Friday, August 14th. 
That's not the soonest. That's a that's a bit of a wait. He said 85 inch. 85 inches. 85 inch Samsung. Uh fuck. 85 inches. That's gonna be steep. Uh oh, one thousand seven ninety-nine. <laughs> It. that's exactly it what yes that's exactly no way $1,799 yes that's incredible and I didn't guess that because I'm looking at it right now on the Best Buy website oh, you're a <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's something I would do it absolutely is <laughs> really rubbing off on you <laughs> when you it. when you got it right and I told you that you got it right it reminded me of a, uh, a very fun thing Adam Hart and I did back in the day uh, they wanted us to do a spelling bee video because the spelling bee was going on. We were like, okay. And uh, we're like, let's just go around the newsroom asking people to spell stuff. And very fun part of it was we had uh, Kyle Draper, a.k.a. Drapes, spell grapes. And he was like, G-R-A-P-E-S. And I was like, nailed it, buddy. Why do we call you that anyway? And he, <laughs> it was like one of those classic, like you can tell this person might actually allow for the possibility that I'm just a really stupid guy. And he like kind of thought I was serious <laughs> and he just like felt bad. Like, Oh, you sweet idiot. No, that's, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Uh, but the best part of that video was, uh, we told, uh, my pal Trenny, we, we gave her an impossible word and she was like, this is going to be, I'm not going to get this. We were like, just try it. So she spelled it. Of course wrong. Nobody knows how to spell any of these words. And we were like, Holy shit, yes. You got it right. And she was so happy. And then like on the video, it just flashed like absolutely <laughs> not correct. That's awesome. What a bunch of what a bunch of uh goofballs. Uh so that's that's TV talk. That's TV stonk talk. Actually, I'm gonna give you one more. Don't right. look it up yet. I'm I'm not I'm Cheapskate. not close it out already. Okay. I mean eighteen hundred I definitely wouldn't have guessed eighteen hundred dollars. That's a lot of money for even for an eighty five inch. That TV's right. got to do some crazy shit. It's got to have like a microwave in it so, too or something. Wouldn't you think if a 55-incher is $300, <laughs> yeah. that an 85-incher is like 1,000 max? You're right. Because if you, get, if you buy two 55-inchers, that's like a 110-incher. That's, that's correct. I think that they, the, the TV folks know once you're getting above 55 inches... You're just a reckless spender. You're pay, you, you're, right. Yeah. You're, you're paying for gluttony. Yeah. So you want that extra five inches? Cool. It's going to cost $300. Like, I think that like a 55-inch TV, if it's uh, $300, a 60-inch TV should be $600. Mm-hmm. I agree so with that. Then I do kind of get the logic of making the, uh, the 85 inches uh, uh, 17 or 1800 bucks. Okay. We've talked about 85 inches, but what about an 86-incher? <laughs> okay. This is a Peerless AV Peerless, which is uh, a wonderful name. I would name a child that. Peerless Price was a great receiver for the Buffalo Bills and then a pretty good receiver for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. You've lived your life Peerless. That's right. That's right. You have I no love peers. Pe- pe- yes. It, pe- peerless is a great descriptor. I always use it to describe uh, Donny Hathaway. Because like I don't think there was anyone who you're like, oh, like a Donny Hathaway or a someone else. No, nobody 
ever had as good a voice as Donny Hathaway. And Peerless is just a really cocky ass name. Like, I wonder what it's like. Go, like, I wonder what Peerless Price, who ended up becoming a, a, a terrific professional athlete, like that worked out. But yeah. if like I were named Peerless, and like I'm a guy who like struggles with self esteem <laughs> and like depression, all this sort of stuff, and I had to go around, with, I have to carry this name Peerless. That would be terrible for me. Yeah, it's like I mean the Bailey family. If you want to stick in the uh, in the professional athlete, they named their their children Champ, Champ and Boss. <laughs> like I mean, Champ is a terrific name. Yeah, I, but I wonder if there's like a third brother, like a third Manning brother who never made it, and he's William. like fucking like God Boss or God <laughs> Bailey, and he's just like working in a supermarket or something. King shit Bailey. <laughs> yeah, which is a nice little mini segue. I've been meaning forever to talk about uh the the king shit cross to bear i want king shit done and people say it about people will respond to some of our tweets with king shit and it's a great fun thing to say i need it to be over i think yeah. that it's infiltrated sports twitter i think that you're partially responsible oh i for sure I, am. so not to do the i started this thing because i'm sure people had been saying king shit forever i got king shit like three four years ago one of my high school friends uh, is a rapper and had king shit in one of his songs. And he, one of the lines, the, the lyrics was like, doing this, doing that, you know, king shit. And I was like, that is so fucking cool. Way too cool for me. I'm going to start using it to like describe Darren Rovell and like mundane things that, uh, that goofballs in our, our sports circle do we would say it to each other we would say it on the podcast uh you have just you have too big a following you probably said it like three or four times too many now like every time someone from barstool tweets something all the stoolies respond king shit and everyone Mm -hmm. says king shit and it just has gotten out of control and i don't know if it's the sensation of like someone else is playing with your toy but I, i i think that what was once a light little joke has gotten out of control. Like I, I, it gives me douche chills that like it's actually part of people's lexicon. Well, it's too, it's too far gone now. It's there's, there's no taking it back. You've lost it. That child is, is gone forever. It is, uh, is out in the world. I haven't talked to that guy in years. So I wonder if he knows, Hey, partially. And again, maybe people were saying it independently, but I wonder if he knows, like, hey, a, one of the lyrics from your songs is now like very a, much a like a big modern language, in like <laughs> modern sports lexicon. Yeah, that is kind of wild. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I for sure spread it around uh, a bit too much, I think. I, I'm, I was going to say I'm not mad at you for it, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I feel weird about the whole thing. Every time I see a new thing, I don't know, it's, it's also like a very vain thing when like if you uh i don't know if something that you do or something that you and your friends would say that like maybe took off then you see somebody else doing it like uh in seinfeld when they see other people cutting uh candy bars with fork and knife like for whatever reason i need them to know like this originated with this rap song 
I don't know. It's a very uh, stupid, weird uh, kind of self-centered thing. But shit that we're doing is hot in the streets. Just ask the Kansas City Royals. Hell yes. That was the funniest and most random thing that has probably ever happened to me on Twitter. I died. The Kansas City Royals posted a, a, a video clip of one of their players hitting a, foul, a long foul ball, and they tweeted it with like, even the even our foul balls are crushed or something like it was the saddest, <laughs> most depressing tweet I've ever seen in my life. And I like I tried to dunk on them. They immediately d- deleted the tweet and then like came back at me and were like joking and stuff. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're like, "Where the other two strikes, King?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" And like, what made it even better for me was the responses to that tweet. Like, it got a bunch of favorites. Like. And by a bunch, I mean like 30, 35, something, somewhere around there in brunch's comfort zone. Yeah. And the responses were like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. And then like one person was like, the 35 people that have favorited this, it was like, I hope you know that the 35 people that have favorited this, it's the funniest thing in the world to them. And like the 2.7 million other people that follow you have no fucking idea what's going on. So that is like, that's what I'm fucking talking about, man. Yeah. Like that's that shit that I in, like. That is enti- if you had three million followers, you would tweet for thirty of them. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I again, again, I can tell you to. Uh, I was gonna say to a man, but that's. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to work on like expressions that are either uh, like heteronormative or like always masculine. Like I don't know if I talked about this recently, but I've been talking about it with friends recently. Uh, Things like that's what separates the men from the boys. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it offends anybody. But I think that uh, I don't know. It's just like an interesting exercise that like a lot of these things are um, like just like men rooted. So I was gonna say like to a man, I'm always gonna know how many Twitter followers I have. It's always twenty seven thousand, mm-hmm. no matter what happens. I'm just I got that to that number. I don't know, probably like five years ago, and that's just always what it's gonna be. But with 27,000 Twitter followers, I'm always tweeting for like 35, yeah. 300 max. Yeah. I don't understand. Sometimes I'll get a response to something and I'll be like, oh, I don't like this response. And I'll see that they follow me and I'm like, how'd that happen? This is like a new person. This is like a person I haven't come across. I feel like I've interacted with anyone who's going to follow me. Like if you're, if, if you're you know in, you're, you're in. lay of the land. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, I mean, like during uh, during no sports time, I was bleeding followers, but like I was at peace with it because I I know my people and like I was enjoying my Twitter experience. And, like there are very few things when sports aren't on that like I tweet and I get a response that like gets into my under my skin, I guess. And now that sports are back, people are starting to follow me again. And they like don't understand my humor, or they just like are very like toxic sports people. And it's 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 a nice reminder that I need to detach myself from Twitter a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is all about cultivating your group. Yeah, I mean, I got a pretty, I got a pretty light mute finger. I I, I use the the John Fidelberg rule of you have one chance, <laughs> you have one chance to impress me. If you make fun of me and it's like a joke and it's funny, then I'm not muting you because I'm like I, I like the the kind of. Uh, camaraderie that can exist on twitter that's cool but if it, if it just seems like hey you're being a dick to people i'm not seeing any of this yeah. so i pretty much i i rarely uh 
I mean, I got some, I got some not nice things said about me this past week on on Twitter, obviously, because if you've been uh, following my my work in my workplace, uh, we had a, a very very uh, sad, hard week. So uh, people aren't always good at being considerate in reacting to stuff like that. So, but, uh, but, not. but other than, other than that, I pretty much do not get mean shit because I don't have a lot of followers and they're all the only people in the world who are on board with my fucking weirdness. Uh, in this time of just watching constant NBA, constant NHL, we've been texting like crazy like we are like we've got like i don't know that like first maybe like or second or third month of brunch type of uh i was gonna say like it, it's back to texting like, habit right it's like back to the frequency of how brunch even started where it was like we are texting so much that we might as well turn this into content right like we are like we should put this somewhere and it turns out we did. We birthed another thing uh, off of brunch based on our texts uh, <laughs> over the past like, week because we were, uh, we were just fooling around, goofing around like pals. Making and- the worst shit in the world and sending <laughs> it to each other. Just making horrible things. So you mentioned we, the fact that we've been watching hockey. Uh, we've been watching hockey and just for some reason, out of nowhere, we decided to start making the absolute worst hockey gifts <laughs> and sending them to each other. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, one night, it was just like, hey, we should, we should make a Twitter account. Classic. That's like reverse brunch. Instead of having an idea and then not executing it for like a little while, we were doing something that was clearly an idea, but we were just texting it to each other. We were just sending, ba- we were making bad hockey things and sending them to each other. And then um, once they started getting like particularly bad, <laughs> I would say, I mean, you, I, you, this was your idea. You got the idea once you saw the terrible uh, hat throwing. Thing? No, no, I got the idea. Remember, because you, you, uh, you're a big Leon Drysaddle guy. So there was that one point where you just sent, oh the, yeah, you yeah. tweeted a gif that already existed, and it was just like Leon Drysaddle, uh, Leon Drysaddle highlight, but it had like the meme font at the bottom of it that just said Leon Drysaddle. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny to me that like a highlight would just have like a meme font a white impact <laughs> yeah with black border name. it was like trying to make it a joke uh and i just thought that was so fucking funny and i was like yo we should start doing that we should just start highlighting uh <laughs> highlighting hockey plays and treating it like memes and from there it it like really took off after you created the uh the hat throwing one <laughs> you dropped this king <laughs> <laughs> and just so like so poorly done and so we just really leaned into making terrible hockey gifts and dude i we've i've laughed at everyone you sent me i don't know if uh i don't know it, it is funny i wondered if uh people because i i think that this definitely supersedes the brunch base i think the brunch the brunch base is gonna get it more than anybody else i think that uh I think that people could could see it as like, oh, this is just a silly uh, account. 
this is or like this is where like Pete like who uh, puts out a lot of hockey content on Twitter is just uh, putting out some sillier stuff. But I do think that Bron Touchables are going to get it a million times more. I think they'll be able to tell like which ones I made and which yeah. ones you made. Uh, my but, favorite, but one of the first ones that was sent out on the account was like giving credit to me. And it was one of yours. Oh, I, and I, I, I texted you right away. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be happening, and I just need to figure out how to deal with it. But I shouldn't like, care. For everything, but for everything, like, people should not guess. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, it, it sort of, like, bothers me that there's, they're trying to, people are trying to, like, segment it. It's just yeah. make it its own entity, and yeah. we're never going to address who sent what. We're the Beatles. This isn't, it's not, it's oh, this is project. what's your favorite John song? What's your favorite Paul song? We are, this is Lennon. It's written by Lennon McCartney. Yeah. It's what they all said, even though half of them, they just fucking wrote by themselves. Uh, it is funny that I texted you yesterday. I was like, hey, this one's going to get like hundreds of retweets. And you're like, yeah, it is. And I was like, I haven't been part of something like that in a while. <laughs> That is so funny. I also thought it was very fucking funny that it took us one day to get over a thousand followers and like mm-hmm. 15 tweets. And that is just the biggest upset of all time because there were 15 on brand tweets. It's and, sticking to what we said we would do. Right. <laughs> and, and like not trying to like cater to retweets. It was just like, let's just be as fucking stupid as possible. And I mean, over the past like five years, we've sort of figured out that hey, that doesn't necessarily do so well for our brunch brand on Twitter. Right, for growing <laughs> but, something. Right. Uh, but it, it, I think it like overlaps with hockey enough that people are willing to, to give it a shot. I have found, though, you said you don't want to, that, that we're not trying to cater to retweets. I did find one little trick. I don't know if you've noticed it. Have you noticed uh, the, the, the trick? that might get us some more retweets. Uh, is it making fun of the Bruins? It is making fun of the Boston <laughs> yeah. Bruins. If yeah. the thing is against the Bruins, hockey Twitter the is numbers are crazy, crazy about it. <laughs> the Bruins getting knocked out it would either be great for our brand or terrible for the brand. Great immediately in the short term, yeah. but bad for, uh, for the long term. I don't know if the Bruins... Uh, it would the be Bruins funny though get, to like lean into it and like relate everything bad that happens to another team yeah. back to making fun of the Bruins. Oh, if the Bruins get eliminated like later in the playoffs, we can tweet stuff like, "Where are the Bruins at, Kings? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the other two Bruins at?" Yeah, Kings? we should tag the Kings for every like you drop this king. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited about the. Uh, the the account it's uh been pretty well received so far my favorite one and uh we'll peek behind the curtain and say this was uh this was uh, a pete um just the (laughs) that you put uh we we call them nightmare gifts which is when there's way too many stickers or like other gifts going on on the gif um in most of the gifts we've made so far I mean, not all these have even been gifts, but most of the things you've made so far have qualified for uh, nightmare gifts. Uh, the Connor McDavid goal in game two, which 
I mean, my the 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 blood in the lower half of my body is is still recovering from that fucking goal. But you posted it as a nightmare gift, and one of them was like a rainbow thing that said <laughs> boring. <laughs> Did you search for boring? Yeah. Did you, oh, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. So that that's where like the, the like I legitimately see now in being part of like and I know the the brunch account is supposed to be making good content like we're supposed we're trying, <laughs> but uh, now in being part of like a joint GIF meme sort of thing with you, I totally see and like understand that you just have like the best brain for this. Like I, I think I'm like a very clever cat, but I do do not think I would think to put boring over that. And boring is the funniest thing you can like the, the single funniest word you can put over that. Yeah, the biggest thing though with like making like the, the shitty, the intentionally shitty content is like I don't know. I I feel like my brain isn't poison enough to like to, to like really lean into making super shitty content. Yeah. And I, I feel like your brain is more tailored. To, this is going to sound mean. Your brain is more tailored to making shitty content. Oh, absolutely. Like, do you remember one of the, um, one of the, the episode art things? Uh, it was the, the, the Carly Rae Jepsen episode. Uh, instead of finishing the art, I just highlighted part of the uh, text. So it did that kind of um, negative look with the box around it yeah and then i did a screenshot of the whole project like it that looked so shitty and crappy but we were like yo this is so good like how like this, this is somehow so good with how bad it is so i think i don't know you should just get into the mindset of like what would dj think is a good tweet or like what would dj think is funny because there's definitely uh a DJ thinks this is funny and is adamant that it's funny. And I'm sure some people agree with him, but the masses will not. I think that's that if why you I get into that, that mindset, you'll finally make bad content. <laughs> that's why I think this is such an interesting project because we're like sort of meeting in the middle of uh, shitty content, but also shitty content that has potential to go viral and like appeal to a wider audience. Yeah, I'll admit most of most of mine, as I think of it, like kind of have been my humor. It's been like a little sillier version of my humor, and it's been doing well. You're more, um, you're more just like being a new thing, (laughs) which is a lot. I mean, again, like half of those, half of the, the the ones that I've made for shitty NHL gifts could come from my account and people would be like, okay, DJ thinks this is good work. (laughs) Whereas the ones you're making are like, yo, how can we fuck shit up as much as possible? It's so good though. I've been so glad to have sports to watch. And we're, we're, like I said, we're constantly texting. We're constantly making shit. Uh, We're throwing a little coin around, which is stimulating. Like I'm, I'm very, I don't know, this past month or so, I've been terrible in like a terrible space and I'm probably still terrible, but I'm extremely stimulated right now. Yeah, that's at least take that. Right. That's the thing. I feel like we've gone so long just like wanting to feel something 
and there hasn't been a lot to feel. And now there's just like an overload of stimulation and there's so many places to throw it around and we're doing it in a lot of different ways. I mean, once, once this ends though, once the postseason ends, that's going to be terrible. The scaries after that are going to While be continuing to feel terrible, we're also going to have the jumping off the treadmill sensation. That is like a... Boy, I can already see how bad that's going. I need to be like exercising and in like a really good way leading up to that. I need to get like a real running start before that happens. But a positive for you is that it falls in your 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 season season. That's true. Um, if it comes but, into... Yeah, it takes me right into December. Everybody's right. sad. That's where I'm comfortable. That's, I mean, it's going to be real bad for me because like, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a sudden lack of stimulation and it's going to be in like my typically bad season where I, yeah, yeah, where I fall into seasonal depression. And so like the November, like probably like late October, full November, December portion of the calendar is going to be tough, especially if you, you consider the fact that we're probably heading into like a second wave. I, uh, right. I was recently at, uh, a beach found a, it was, it was safe beach going for sure. Found a, uh, a small beach where there weren't a bunch of people. Everybody was a million miles apart, which is the only way I was willing to do it. But we were just sitting there and I'd gone in the water and I was just looking at it. And I was like, I feel like really good right now. And uh, that yielded some, well, sure, you should. Uh, it's a nice day. You're like, we're, we're doing this nice thing. And I was like, yeah, but, <laughs> but it's summer. <laughs> and I usually don't feel good during the summer. <laughs> so this is, is like so a, a one-minute little break where I feel content for a little bit. I am trying to get, and that did get me into this, so I'd been on a boat the previous week, went to the beach last weekend. I'm giving myself a quota of once a week I need to get in water. Hmm. I, don't know, I, I don't know if I have time to do it this weekend. Really, tomorrow's my best bet of I got to find some way to get into some water. But I think that that's like a good uh, thing for the old brain. Does a bath count? Uh, it would, but I'm not doing that or showering. <laughs> no, I'm, okay. I'm not doing any of that. I, I haven't I haven't made the what do we make like what were we talking about like a like a, a riding lawnmower in a bath essentially remember oh, the shower yeah. where you sit still and move around but it was just you waterboard yourself yeah. I forget what that whole that whole like plan was but it sounded great at the time I mean I we were both acknowledging it was not great at the time well no so it was like oh so I remember it was uh it was basically like a uh, like a track where you sit in a chair and it takes you around a track around the water so that you don't have to like sit in the same place and waterboard yourself for like an hour. You know that it solves, it solves that common showering problem of you're always sitting in the same place. Now, finally (laughs) you're sitting and moving around. So, Hey, shower, uh, showerers, no more sitting in the same place. That problem is solved. I just imagine it like a, like one of those toy train sets that like goes around the Christmas tree and it's yeah. just you sitting in a, in a, like a chair that takes you around a shower. I'm Sounds in like, good to me. I'm in like the fifth wave of 
oh, that thing was also during quarantine or whatever this is. I mean, I, I think that it would be irresponsible to to call this quarantine. It's still not, we're, we're not really quarantining. People are, are moving about. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, to say like, oh, this was, this thing also happened during the pandemic because the it truly has felt like a never-ending thing mm-hmm. and shit that happened, I don't know, I guess I'm just explaining time, but like <laughs> shit that happened like four or five months ago was also during this. It's just so weird to me. Like, I, like that, that shower conversation feels like another lifetime, yet it was in this same awful period in time. Was it really? That seemed like a years ago. Um, but I sent her like a tweet a, a couple of months ago or like maybe a month ago. I don't know. Time doesn't matter. Um, but like it's, it seemed like a joke tweet, but it was, there was like sincerity in it. I do feel like this has been a super long, like five months that I will never forget. But I also feel like the past five months just hasn't fucking happened. Like, yeah. There is just like a weird sense of just time has completely blended together over the past five months, and I will not be able to differentiate any of it. Yes, I was going to say, like, what memory will you have? I mean, I have certain nights I'll remember, I guess, where, I don't know, just like out of boredom, like get drunk or something, but there... What is so different about today than two months ago or three months ago? And it's it's so fucking weird. Yeah, I I feel like I just got into like such a routine and I never broke out of it because like there was n- no reason to break out of it. And like I, you could do nothing. So I just did the same thing every day for like three, four months. And when you do that, there's there's just nothing to break it up, nothing to differentiate. And it all blended together. It was crazy. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I forget. What, and this speaks to how it just all blends together. I don't know if it was this past last Friday or the Friday before, but I remember there was a Friday where like I was finally going to lose my mind. I was like, I, I just like couldn't keep doing and seeing the same things like this. I've like wanted to like lash out against my coach for a long time. Like, seeing my coach like makes me sad and getting up, going into my living room and seeing this kind of setup I've had. Everyone's probably seen it by now. I got the book sign in the background. I sit on this couch. Like my living room represents this like horrible thing to me right now of like this is all you're going to do you're just going to sit there and at least now i'm watching tv or i'm watching sports and doing shit but it's uh it's it's very rough but have uh, you uh have you expanded your bubble at all what do you mean or or like have you seen anybody have you gone gone out done anything or are you still like really really locking it down no, I've seen, um, I've, I've seen and been with the people I uh, see slash be with. If that if that makes sense, like I've, um, 
I, I see my kind of immediate core, but I, I haven't done a, Hey, like, let's get this big group of friends together thing. Like I've, I've got, um, I've got the, the, the people I do stuff with and I'll see my folks and sit in their backyard and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I'll go to my sister's backyard, things like that. And like I said, you, you have your people that you, you do stuff with, but no, like I I've gone to, I've gone to, to dinner. I've gone for drinks outside the first night that we did that. I, it was, I, I felt like a colorblind person putting on the glasses for the first time. Yeah. I was like embarrassing myself with how, happy i was and i just I mean that that was my trip to portland man it was just yeah. like the great the greatest thing ever where it was just like all we did was was eat and drink and i was like this is the greatest this is the greatest joy in life <laughs> yeah it's it's so yeah. weird that just like walking around boston then sitting down and having a drink because I, I i legitimately and i kept saying this i was like yo, you are going to be so annoyed with me because I'm going to keep repeating this, but like, I could for real cry right now. It's like, because I don't know, like that just stopped happening for so long and it's probably going to not, I don't know, I don't want to say probably, but it's possible it could happen again mm-hmm. because we are getting the second wave and cases are, are going up. But I mean, I have been, I've been quite safe during all this not to to brag or make myself feel above anyone but i mean i I still feel like i'm like treating it seriously like i have a very small bubble where it's just my my like my roommate my mom my sister the baby and then like another couple like like ellen and another couple is the only people that we've hung out with this past week we brought like one of their close friends that we went out to dinner so yeah. like now that person's in the bubble, but like that is it. Although I will say when we went out to dinner, um, it, it was like a weird coincidence where like my best friends, my best guy friends, they're, they're all in like their own bubble together and they went to the same place and it like, we sort of cross contaminated a little bit briefly uh-huh. because like I saw my fucking best guy friends out yeah, and I was like, Hey, and like they, came over and i didn't want to be like oh no i mean i've like i've had people come not often but i've had people come sit in my backyard for beers or whatever and i if you're i don't know like i don't want to tell anyone how to do anything other than to say like wear a mask and be as safe as you can possibly be but like yeah i've i've been around um, I, I've, like I said, I, I've had people come sit in my, my backyard, but I haven't like really like done anything and mm-hmm. like been, for example, like walking on the street, walking down the street with anyone other than like what I have, you know, right. I'm not, not adding a bunch of people into it. Speaking right. Yep. Of which, and like, and it's like at the point where like, if one of, if one of the people that I choose to see or like choose to interact with, if they get me sick, like it is what it is. And I just hope that like, if I get sick that I catch it in time, not to give it to the other people that I choose to see. Right. Uh, but like, I don't know at this point, I feel like 
I need to see the people that I'm choosing to see. Yes. I mean, yeah, shit. Like we're all trying to find ways to not go out of our, our freaking minds during this. I've got a, uh, I've got a wedding this weekend. Oh no. That is a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's going to be a very small wedding. I'm the, uh, I'm the best man and it's, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's going to be obviously like no people, but that's going to be kind of a unique experience. It's like going to, uh, uh, I don't know. It's like seeing a really popular band in like a tiny club. It's like when we saw, remember when we saw Houndmouth at the, uh, in that tent. At the, yes. The tent? Yeah. Exactly. It's going to be just like that. It's like, I'm going to this thing. That's normally this big, huge event but I'm going to be one of like four people there. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, while I like seeing Houndmouth with like a a full crowd and it's a different atmosphere and stuff. It is sort of like a, like a once in a lifetime unique experience to see them like when it's 20 people. Yeah. Did, did we talk about the Houndmouth EP by the way? Yeah, we did. Did you, okay. Did you get it? Did I buy it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have it? Yeah, I own it. Okay. So I don't, I got to check. I can't remember, and I sh- we should just ask, but I can't remember if they made it available only for like a very limited time. And I think they did. I think they did. Because when people ask like, hey, what are you listening to? Like, uh, wanna, can you put together like a little playlist or something? I'm like, I'm, I've been listening to that EP a, a lot. Love it. Love all the songs. Um, and they only put it out through Bandcamp and not, it, so it's like right, not on Spotify but I'm like, or anything. I can't. I can't give it to people and people yeah. can't find it, which is a fucking indie as fuck. But <laughs> yeah. also, um, also, yeah, I wish, uh, I wish it were everywhere so everyone can hear it because those songs are awesome. I, uh, I also, I, I would love for them to like press it and yeah. sell it on vinyl. That would be very cool. The old physical it, copy. Yeah. Cause it, it does have like a, like that is the type of music that I would buy on vinyl. Like there's a certain genre that I think is better for, for vinyl. Yes. And that's Uh, it. Yeah. They're, um, yes, I, I agree. Like that's the, the type of shit that, that you want to hear on vinyl. I I always feel a little weird about, um, like I've got a, a moo album on vinyl and like churches on vinyl. And that falls in line with, I think the, the rule that I hope, people try to keep up with which is if you like an album and you're streaming it a lot pay for it in some sort of way like i think it's that's a more than fair deal that for ten dollars a month we have access to and can play in our cars etc etc all the music we want but i think that you should um you should pay for the the stuff that you actually like like i i, I pay ten dollars a month so i can listen to a dua lipa album when it comes out you know so i can mm-hmm. say i've checked it out right you know like i'm like i'm probably not gonna different? buy folklore you know right that's a bad yeah. example because <laughs> she has enough money and shouldn't be the person that makes all the money during this pandemic. i mean you can you can do it in different ways though like you can you can buy the physical album you can buy merch you can buy concert tickets but like not not anymore i suppose but like there's different ways to to support i bought the uh i bought the houndmouth album or the houndmouth t-shirt there's a yellow shirt that they have which says houndmouth 
on the left breast pocket. And I remember we saw that shirt back in the day at uh, Austin City Limits. We were like, that's a cool shirt, but it's like, it's very simple. So I don't know, maybe we'll grab something else. But I ended up buying that shirt uh, a few weeks ago. And let me tell you, that lettering, you know what shirt I'm talking about? No. It's, it's cool. Uh, the lettering is like felt and bumpy. Ooh. And it makes that, it makes it so much cooler. So it's a very cool shirt. Unfortunately, it's, <laughs> it's a large, which right now I am not even back to fitting into, lar- like it's a, a large, it's not going to look particularly tight, but like a large shirt looks different on me now than it did a while ago. So. I'll get there. I'll be able to fit into it. I also have a Leon Drysaddle shirt I got during the pandemic that of course you did. I can't fit into. Now I'm gonna and now I'm gonna have to go out and buy a Nathan McKinnon shirt because we've decided that we're gonna make Nathan McKinnon versus Leon Drysaddle like a big rivalry. Right, a rivalry where everyone's having that conversation, like, hey, who's the third or fourth best player in the NHL? It's on the it's 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 a very common uh like sports bar argument you walk into the fours a bunch of guys yelling at each other like over who is the fourth best player in the <laughs> nhl and i'll be damned if it isn't fucking nathan if it isn't leon Drysidle. we're not oh, going to care or acknowledge who the top three are and we don't want to we don't want to rate them higher we just want that four spot we're like no don't you dare put him at two or three right oh no, no give me that four motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna win this argument leon Drysidle is the fourth best player but Leon Drysaddle rules, and I'm so glad to have him in my life. Ooh, uh, speaking of vinyl, we just got an alert that uh, Harry Styles. Oh, wait, is this real? I can't tell. It's our friend Miles who makes a lot of cool bootleg shit. So <laughs> I shouldn't have reacted when he sent us a picture of something to me thinking that Harry Styles put something out officially because this could just be a bootleg thing. But I mean, that does look legit. legit. Hmm. He put out just like a watermelon sugar uh, final, like a single. Yeah, I got I got one of those. I got uh, I got uh, real love baby like that. It's really? quite cool. He does yeah. make a good point. So like the uh, the the vinyl is styled to look like a watermelon. It has a a uh, a red out outer part, and then like the middle part is like a, the thing of a watermelon. But it, sh- it should be opposite. Yeah. Well, again, I don't know if I'm going to push everyone too hard on give Harry Styles your money, uh, <laughs> but why not? It, it does. Right. Like I just said the thing of like, if you like something by and Harry Styles that is artist, good. Hey, Harry Styles is good, but I'm more worried about the, um, oh, like, like indie the people artists. who need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, this has already been fulfilled, but I think there are still copies available. Uh, Eric Slick, who we're going to have on the podcast at some point because he's a uh, he's an online friend. He's got an album coming out called Wiseacre, and he's put two songs out so far, and they both fucking rule. They're two of my favorite songs of the year, and we texted about it as soon as like he posted uh, that the album was coming out. It has A+. Plus album art it's got like a very uh kind of like boz skags like 80s boz skags kind of look to it like the the not cool but also very cool looking and he's got a very interesting story because uh my 
remember at Austin City Limits, we watched Natalie Prass's set and mm-hmm. we got there early. Natalie Prass was on early and uh, she had this cool band. They were all wearing blue jumpsuits and there was a drum solo, which drum solos, quite frankly, hit or miss, especially in a set where it's early in the day. So it's going to be a short set. So we're like, yo, Natalie got a lot of songs we'd love to hear let's hear as many of them as possible then you see a drum solo during a song and you're like uh-oh <laughs> this could be eaten into stuff but we were like yo that guy is a maniac and then came to realize that that guy was natalie Prass's betrothed and then i a few months later heard a song that's one of my favorite songs ever now um it's called Broken Heart by the band Dr. Dog, whose discography I kind of knew but didn't know super well. And I was like, yo, this song rules. Looked up a live version of it. This motherfucker is on the drums. And I was like, oh, this guy's in Dr. Dog. And he was just probably playing with, uh, with, with his partner there. And then I watched something else. And like, I don't know, he just gets around. Come to find, uh, he was for like one minute the drummer of ween ween has this uh amazing drummer claude coleman who's like if you're a ween fan or if you're a fan of drummers like you know who claude coleman is he's fucking great he's also got a great voice he's amazing but apparently he's friends with uh this this guy eric slick and he was going to retire and they'd tabbed him as the replacement so he's got this relationship with ween and he's this amazing social media follow he's super funny his music is great so that is a guy that a i would say first check out eric slick and if you like it pre-order his album because they are pressing it and i cannot wait to own that album when you see the when you see what i'm talking when you see the album cover you'll know what i'm talking about it's one of the best album covers ever. And I cannot wait to have that and have it displayed in my little area thing. We'll have him on the, the podcast at some point. I'm surprised that uh, we actually just found a way to get pop culture talk into this episode because none of us have been following, neither of us have been following anything, right? No, definitely not. Haven't seen any movies. Uh, I, I'm still in on movies. I'm just like not doing <laughs> it from home. Uh, but just, like very limited music uh, listening for me. And I've been watching zero TV. None. I've, I mean, all pandemic, I've just been listening to so much fucking Eagles. Just like nothing but Eagles. Even when I, something, when new music comes out that I like, I'll listen to it. Like I've been going crazy with the, the Houndmouth uh, basement tapes. But still, I just end up listening to a shitload of Eagles. I'm learning Eagles guitar parts like note for note, which is something... I never do. I just like, who cares? Just learn the chords and you can play the song. I'm like, I'm becoming a huge fucking loser. And the Eagles aren't even my favorite band or even close to it, but they're just so fascinating because they hate each other and uh, all that shit. Uh, Another thing you asked if I've been like going out and doing stuff. I have started going back to spin class, which has felt great uh boston people handlebar is doing in the seaport they got a little um they got like a an outdoor terminal area so you can do an outdoor class and that shit i thought was going to be terrifying because it's not dark and the best thing about spin class is it's so loud and it's so dark 
So when I'm sweating and melting and turning it into turning into an alien, like I I'll actually like yell during the class. I'll just be like ah, just to like <laughs> try to get out any sort of energy or whatever. And I was like, yo, it's broad daylight. That's gonna <laughs> suck. Everyone's gonna see me. I'm gonna feel seen because I will be seen. But no, it just it just fucking works, and it's a great time. So uh, if you can do that, folks, Boston, uh, get over there. I also though haven't been watching movies or anything like that. I watched one movie. I watched uh, I watched Rockstar yesterday. Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. I couldn't remember if I'd seen it, so I, I watched it. it and I remembered I had seen it, and it was just the most forgettable movie in the world. Well, so Mark Wahlberg, Jennifer Aniston. No, Mark Wahlberg, remember. Jennifer Aniston. He's uh, obsessed with this metal band in the '80s, and he's in a tribute band. And his bandmates hate him because he takes too seriously. He's trying to be just like this band. They're like, yo, you got to get your own life. Well, turns out that band ends up kicking out their front man and they tab this guy and he ends up living that life. Jennifer Aniston's there. There's complications in the relationship. But one of the guys in the band is uh, McNulty from The Wire. Oh, really? Yeah. And also uh, Timothy Oliphant, who I decided is top of the who is somebody whose name everyone knows who just has like a famous name and their name is maybe more famous than they even are i'd say that's probably correct yeah like everybody knows timothy oliphant's name but i don't think they're familiar with timothy oliphant's work exactly time and it's not like he's like this like hot shit celebrity out in the streets. Like, no. oh, guess who Timothy Oliphant's dating now? Like, we're never talking about Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> yeah. But if somebody says Timothy Oliphant, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, of course. Danny yeah. Qua- Quadre. Or, yeah. um, or the guy, I don't know. Like, I know him as Danny, is it Cordre? Danny Cordre from The Office. Or, uh, who? Or the guy, he's the, uh, the, the traveling salesman. Who stoops his uh, clients so they hire him away to replace Todd Packer? Oh, I don't remember. You don't? No. They go to a sale and they see that uh, this guy, this other paper salesman, Danny Cordray's there and he steals clients. He's like the best in the biz. He's bad news. So they stage uh, a meeting where Meredith is looking to buy paper. And they bug the room to see what his methods are, to see why he's so good. And it turns out he just like flirts and he's charming and th- that does it. But Meredith is trying to like fuck him during <laughs> the interview. So they have to keep sending people in to break up the meeting. And every time they go in, she says that they're a custodian that doesn't speak English and puts <laughs> them to work. It's, uh, it- it's like late Michael era. So it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a bad, I would say it qualifies as like not great office, but uh, yeah, Timothy Oliphant for whatever, I I know him from that. And I know him from, um, once upon a time in Hollywood, but like, why, why do, I don't know. I forgot that he was in once upon a time in Hollywood. I know him from Deadwood. Uh, Mm. he was in, he starred in Deadwood and then he was also like, uh, the the hitman guy he was cast uh, as hitman agent 47 you know who else was one of those for a while now they're like one of the biggest rock stars on the planet but uh janelle monet i felt was like that for a while 
Like everyone knew who Janelle Monet was. And everyone would say Janelle Monet. Like everyone's talking about Janelle Monet. I want to be like, yo, what's like not to be a dick, like name name two of their albums. Yeah. <laughs> yo, how do you know Janelle Monet? Uh no, like that, that was I can I can see that because for a while I I uh I was familiar with Janelle Monet because of the fun song, and that was it. Oh right, yeah, the fun song that Yeah. I I'd love to know the story of that. Like, did they put her on that? Because they gave that's someone who would like end up being a huge star, but was still a, a very big name at the time. They gave her like very light lifting, small little part, but the song, it, but it was fun has a new song with Janelle Monet, So everyone listened. That seemed like a, like an album arrangement or like a, uh, a, uh, like a, a label, label a label arrangement where it's yeah. just like, we'll give you this, some name power to attach to your project and it'll be very minimal, uh, involvement just to kind of spike it up a little bit it's you know what it, it seems like uh adam deritz being inserted into the wallflowers doing backup vocals totally totally have i talked about adam deritz doing um one of my favorite new songs that's a very old song no so i was chatting with uh friend of the the podcast who's also never been on the podcast but got a feeling at some point in the next, I don't know, at some point in the not-too-distant future, uh, we'll be on with us or doing something with us. Uh, Sean Fleming, a.k.a. Diane Coffey, and he mentioned Big Star, which is a band I'd heard people talk about but didn't know anything about. So I looked up a couple of their songs, and I'm so in love with their song, Ballad of El Goodo. It's immediately, legitimately in my like top favorite songs ever. I've been playing it so much. Love it. Love it. It's totally my fucking vibe. Um, so I posted like I'd never heard this song before, and now it's my favorite song. And someone was like, "Yo, Big Star is like your favorite band's favorite band. They were like this short-lived thing in the 70s, I think. Didn't have much uh, critical acclaim. But like the 90s generation, like the artists who, like Counting Crows, all those guys, like all of those guys fucked with Big Star and wanted to be Big Star. So someone pointed that out to me. So when I got to Googling, and sure as shit, there is uh, Counting Crows slash Adam Duritz. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, there's one of them doing it solo. There's one of it doing with the band. But... They cover that song and it's awesome. So, uh, uh, Stonkwatch, Counting Crows. I mean, we already respect the shit out of Counting Crows. We are, you're not going to find us knocking Counting Crows and you're certainly not going to knock us, uh, find us knocking Adam Duritz. Not to do the like, oh man, he got some real chicks, but just like, yo respect for everything you've been able to do on and off the field man like i i, I didn't mean to say do there is that i didn't mean a euphemism there Ugh, fuck <laughs>